It's me, it's me, it's the ROB mobbing once again with my two dudes with attitude right here on Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. That's right, I am back from surgery. I'm Lee Walker. And I am Alex Todd. This is Perched on the Top Rope. Rob, in a few short hours, you are making your A&E debut with Most Wanted Treasures. I am excited. I know we're always spoiler-free, but we've already told the world they ain't getting the mask tonight. And if you want to know more about that episode, uh, Sonny Ono is also uh, yes, he is. show as well. Uh, he was just here a couple of weeks ago. Fans, make sure you go to our YouTube on YouTube, perched on the top rope, and you can listen to that full interview. Shameless plug. Absolutely. There's a couple good spoilers, spoilers, um, you know, previews, whatever you want to call them of the interview. Sonny talks about a lot of things, including Shinsuke Nakamura supposedly being at AEW backstage recently. Rob knows about that as well. He talks about Ultimo Dragon, and he talks about the WCW collision in Korea pay-per-view. Take your time. Go check him out. Your boy would appreciate it because he does all the editing for the videos. It's a lot of work, guys. Go check it out. And today, of course, with the background, of course, we got the five-way dance tonight for NXT. And I can guarantee you, my girl Scarlett ain't going to let anybody down tonight. No, no, no. And you know what? NXT in your house. I remember the very first in your house pay-per-view. Alex, uh, you should too, because uh, they gave away a house that night. Well, tried to anyway. I wish they give me a house. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to win a house. It'd be nice. <laughs> But, Remember uh, when they gave away a million dollars too, or tried to? Oh, and, no one, and no one would answer the phone. Oh my god, there was one where like, <laughs> like there was one where the guy actually won the million dollars, and he was like, he answered, and Vince like told him that he won the million dollars, and he just hung up. Just another can day. Imagine, can you imagine that hanging up to win a million dollars? Yeah, he's got to be kicking himself in the ass now if he's still around. Who knows? But anyway, most wanted treasures, Rob. Why don't you fill us in on the details, what the episode entitles and and what what it was like to be part of it. It was it was fun. Uh, it, tonight's episode, obviously, is the the two hour search for Andre the Giants lost treasures. Um, you know, I, I, I was a part of the Andre the Giant giant machine mask portion of it with Sonny Ono, as you guys mentioned before. Um, Big Show and, and Mark Henry were a part of it. We got into a little bit of a bidding war, and unfortunately, Vince McMahon and Triple H and Linda McMahon and Stephanie McMahon, from what I'm understanding in this episode, only padded Big Show and Mark Henry with about $4,000. Um, and considering they paid $3,500 for a pair of replica Brutus the Barber beefcake shears, $15,000 for Greg the Hammer's robe, boys, you really should have brought a few more shekels to the dance because... You didn't get the mask. Maybe that's why the Big Show and Mark Henry are an AEW. I was going to say how <laughs> how ironic and how funny is it that these episodes are airing and like this one specifically with Big Show and Mark Henry and neither one of them are with the company anymore. 
And here's, and here's one little uh, fun tidbit as well. If anyone's going to be going to big event coming up in November, uh, Sonny Ono and I will be there with the giant machine mask. Um, it's going to be in a nice glass case and everyone can pass it around and take pictures with it. So um, it'll be there. Um, and, and hopefully Mark Henry and Big Show will be there. Maybe we'll charge them 30 bucks for a picture with the, uh, the mask. And speaking of big event, I believe Rob broke the news to me the other day that it has also been announced that formerly known as Alistair Black, back to being known as Tommy End, has also been announced for big event as well. Yes, he has. And there has already been controversy around that. Uh, the reason being, um, there was another group uh, called The Asylum. It's a Facebook group. They, they go to these events as well. Um, was going to do a virtual with Tommy End, formerly known as Alistair Black. Uh, however, uh, things didn't, go as planned for them. Uh, however, the company bringing in Tommy N2 Big Event Rack Attack Promotions made it known that Alistair Black has four action figures. He has the NXT style box, and then he has three WWE elites. Tommy End will not sign the NXT figure. Um, this became a really hot issue uh, to the point that Ringside News wrote an article uh, based off uh, good old Uncle Dave and his knowledge of professional wrestling that when a WWE talent is released, uh, they can no longer sign their WWE name. Um, if you've been to conventions and you've seen former WWE talents, they still sign the name. They still sign the former name. I was going to say, you and I, just a couple of years ago after he left WWE, went and saw John Moxley live. And he yes. actually, when doing interviews, uh, he gave people the option of him signing as Mox or as Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I had WWE figures. Um, two of them he did sign Mox, but that was be before he goes, oh, crap. And then on my elite figure, which is actually sitting right over there, he signed the DA. Exactly. Um, Rob, you've been on both sides of this because you've been an autograph promoter and things like that. Uh, has WWE ever given you an issue for a former WWE talent using their WWE name, signing their WWE name? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I actually have it framed. Um, it, is a, it is a legal letter from Jim Ross. Uh, it is in my other office. It is from WrestleMania 30. Uh, when WrestleCon, the traditional autograph convention that happens every year at WrestleMania and, you know, goes against uh, WWE access, uh, my group had Edge uh, in his first ever appearance since leaving WWE or retiring. Um, and we were calling him Edge, uh, FK, or we were calling him Adam Copeland, FKA Edge, and Jim Ross decided to send me a $250,000 lawsuit um, saying that if we continued to use the name Edge or Scotty to Hottie or Grandmaster Saxay or the Honky Tonk Man or Superfly Jimmy Snuka or Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Um, and I think it was the Piper one that, that Jim almost got his ass beat for. Cause when I called Roddy and told him about it, I think he called Jim Ross and told him he was going to slap him. Um, but yeah, we Sounds got, like we got, 
Yep, we got letters. Uh, it, it was, you know, we will sue you in an excess of $250,000 for damages resulting from calling Edge, Edge. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it, it's happened to me before. However, you know, all of this, you can't sign your name is a bunch of BS unless WWE has gone out and hired other brand new undercover agents, if you will. The Hebners were always synonymous with this. That's why I feel no sympathy for Earl and Dave. Um, unless they went out and got new undercover agents to rat these guys out, they pretty much can sign whatever they want to sign and however they want to sign it. And in these days, I don't think any of the WWE superstars know how to write their name anyways. And that is not a knock on their illiteracy or their lack of education. But if I'm paying 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, or a hundred dollars for your signature, I don't want DA on my plastic action figure. I want your damn name that you go to the bank and sign a Vince McMahon check with. Ric Flair has the time to write Ric Flair. And for a little bit extra, he'll even include the nature boy. Hulk Hogan knows how to write Hulk Hogan. So Roman Reigns and the rest of you stop with the RR garbage. As a fan and a big time collector, as we know through the YouTube series, what's in the box? When it comes to the signatures, we want a full name. Yeah. The other thing is inscriptions two time Intercontinental Champion, WWE Hall of Famer, class of whatever. Things like that. A lot of guys won't do an inscription for the most part. You throw them a couple of bucks, it's a different story. They'll do the inscriptions or the promoters will charge, you know, for inscriptions, you know, per certain wrestler. Other guys will do, do whatever, but their signature is the, is the marquee thing. If it's not a good looking signature, you, you don't want the item signed. Uh, uh, case in point, Billy Gunn has a terrible signature. Oh, God, yeah. It's a full name, but it's a terrible looking signature. You don't even know what it says. There's not even a letter that you can make out. I mean, even the B and the G, they, they're, they're just, it's scribble. Mm-hmm. An, an easy one, uh, Big E writes his full name, but I mean, it's, it's Big E. <laughs> what is here's another one anyone ever get a becky lynch signature what the hell is el it's a b l through it that's a b it looks like an e to me and then she puts stars at the top and the bottom oh well isn't that special see my theory at that point is why am i giving you money for an autograph if you're not actually giving me an autograph you're putting initials on something if i want initials and i want to pay for initials i'm paying less if you're just going to put initials i'm not going to pay the full price for an autograph in my opinion you know who gives you a full signature my girl right back here scarlet bardo oh yeah full signature every time you know who else is pretty good about it is booker t um booker t he's got incredible penmanship uh funny story that i'm gonna 
I'm gonna, I'll kind of share with everybody. Uh, Rob, I've never told you this. Lee, know this. Lee knows this story. Oh, it's good. So it, it, it's it's <laughs> good. Um, so when I was younger, when I first started watching wrestling, um, one of my way to go. <laughs> buddy's uh his name's steve oliark he actually was on here with us guys if you remember for the wrestlemania watch along um he he's the one that got me into wrestling when i was younger and he i think we it started by us uh playing uh the wrestlemania 19 video game for the gamecube a lot and they always had that king of the ring special that you could do and it was just a tournament that led to like somebody being the world champion and uh, one of us always ended up picking Booker T just because like, I loved, I loved like using the spin Rooney taunt and, and everything like that. And one day they decided to play a practical joke on me and they were like, Hey man, did you know that Booker T's our uncle? And I'm like, I'm like five at this time. So oh. obviously like, I'm like, Oh my God, no way. That's the coolest thing ever. You know, even though their entire family was paler than me. Um, i believe this up until i'm probably about 10 11 12 years old and then i think uh, about two years ago now it was one of the last big autograph signings before covid hit uh lee and i go up to albany and booker t's there doing uh interviews and autograph signings he was doing a meet and greet yeah he was okay and I walk up to Booker and I, you know, I give him, I give this person the money and I pick out the picture I want to do. And I'm like, man, I know you're busy, but I have to tell, I have a story I have to tell you because I think this is going to make your day. It's, it's, it's stupid, but it's hilarious. So I proceed to tell him about how for about five, six years of my life, I was thoroughly convinced that he was my best friend's uncle. And then he signed my picture as uncle Booker. There you go. Uncle Booker. Yeah. Booker T is an incredible person to do autograph signings with. He's, very personable he'll sit down and he'll have a he'll have a whole conversation with you and he'll make the people behind you wait he also does a lot for special needs kids and your story is living proof of that (laughs) 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 oh rob hockman ladies and gentlemen i'm here all week (laughs) next week too so the the long story short um, Tommy End will not sign his NXT figure. Uh, the the big rumor is because he's only signed one ever, and that one belongs to his mother. Oh, uh, so there's an actual story behind. So it. there's a story behind it. Ringside News picks it up with Uncle Dave. Uh, and Uncle Dave fills in what we already kind of knew that they're not supposed to, but they do anyway, signing their names. Um, so a lot of controversy behind that, and. Um, hopefully that doesn't screw anything up for people going to um, meet and greets, conventions, and stuff like that. I have a feeling it's really not going to change. I mean, I'm a little upset that he won't sign that NXT figure because oh, I have yeah, one. Because I, yeah. I have one. I don't fault him for that. I don't fault him for that. I mean, he's got, you said, four other figures. Um, you know, get something else signed. Yeah, that's, what I would t- that's what I would tell the... Uh, the uh the the belt counters the belts and counters what did they the the two guys who do dark side of the ring i was listening to them the other uh this afternoon and they called the fans belts belt counters and date makers or something like that and uh it was a knock on the uh the fans that just want to pick on the stuff that they do so so i'm gonna ask this 
both of you guys one question. Okay. Start with Rob first. We'll oh, God. You. Moose doesn't defeat Kenny Omega for the Impact Championship. Who does Impact have beat Kenny Omega? Who does Impact have beat Kenny Omega? For their championship to get it back. Uh, one of the WWE guys. Now, what did we talk about last week, Alex? We've got to have a WWE guy that just got fired go over to Impact. So I'm going to say it would probably be... <sighs> I think I have my pick. Buddy Murphy? That was my second... I got Samoa Joe. Or Samoa Joe, yeah, because if he goes to Impact, yeah. Speaking of which, this brings us to something that we wanted to bring up. Want to get your thoughts on it, Rob. There are heavy rumors this week that Samoa Joe actually has been spotted back at the Performance Center. There are other rumors that he may actually be in line for a return to NXT. Do you think it's truth or false? Definitely true. He was here. Um, Again... It, 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 I know he wants to, to go to NXT um, because Triple H will let him work, whereas uh, they didn't, Vince didn't want him working up in Raw slash SmackDown. So, yeah, um, you know, and nobody's going to, nobody's going to be able to outpay WWE. You know, let's be honest. At the end of the day, and you and I talked about this last week, Alex. There's only so much money to go around for AEW, especially with all of these recent releases that WWE has had. There's only going to be so much money to go around, so you're going to have to pick and choose where you're going to spend your money. Some of that money is going to get tied up with Lana. Some of that money is going to get tied up with Selena Vega. Some of that money is going to get tied up with Aleister Black. And some of that money is going to get tied up with Big Braun Strowman. There's only so much money to go around and if Samoa Joe who is a phenomenal worker phenomenal worker um, if he can come back to NXT the things he could do with Finn Balor the things he could do with Karrion Cross, uh, the things he could do with with um, about Adam Cole Adam Cole thank you he was the one that was on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't I couldn't spit it out there um, you know it's it's him and Kyle O'Reilly too Kyle O'Reilly absolutely they've got they've got a roster there um, and the other guy that I think, you know, tonight is the, the big NXT pay-per-view, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but one guy that I've really been starting to take a liking to um, has been uh, the, the guy with the Million Dollar Man, and his name, again, is escaping me. Which one, L.A. Knight or no. Grimes? Grimes, thank you. Um, really like his stuff, and I really like his story coming out of Cameron, North Carolina. Um, he, he was telling a story the other day, um, about when he got signed to NXT and how he was sharing it with his dad. And it was his dad that got him into wrestling. And, and then his dad passed away literally a week after he got signed to NXT. Um, so tonight means, uh, a, a, a big deal to him. So, uh, I'm, I'm really pulling for Cameron Grimes. I really like the gimmick. I think he's funny. Um, and, and, you know, after hearing, the guy outside of NXT, I really have taken a liking to him. Absolutely. His dad is actually one of the guys that started the, uh, the Omega wrestling federation that the Hardy boys have. He okay. He was one of the, the guys that actually helped them get that off the ground. So the Hardy boys have been very close with 
Cameron Grimes, his dad, and that whole entire family. That was part of the reason that um, Cameron Grimes actually got brought over is, I believe, Matt Hardy, when he was still with the company, actually put a good word in for him. Interesting. Yep. Interesting little note there. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Very interesting. Um, He's two for two today. Booker T and the Cameron Grimes story. Let's see if he can hit three. Let's see if he can hit three before the show's over. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see where the whole Samoa Joe thing goes only because I have a feeling the only thing that might prevent him from re-signing with NXT is that they might lower his pay from what he was just recently making. And well, that might set him in a different direction. And this is where I like to come in. I would wish you wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is Let's break this down real quick. WWE, AEW, MLW, Impact, NWA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, they're still around. New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA. You have all these different wrestling companies. But now you're starting to get into the issue where there is an influx of talent and an influx of released talent. All those talents, just plain and simple, aren't going to get picked up by a lot of these companies, not because that person's not a name or this person's not this or that. A lot, <laughs> come here, buddy. A lot of these companies, <laughs> he just wanted to throw his two cents in too. He is, he these, is. A lot of these companies just don't have the money to yeah. by all these guys so once you're released from wwe you 100 percent have to understand you're not gonna make what you got from wwe Unless... you will still easily make six figures but you're not gonna make whatever wwe was paying right and i know the only guys that really were able to do that sort of thing were the basically the group of like the elite guys from AEW. but that was also because you got to realize that like between all five of them, they were working between three and four companies at once. They were working and helping with like NWA, New Japan, Ring of Honor. Um, Cody Rhodes was working with uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling at one point. Kenny Omega, I believe, was working with a couple of other Japanese promotions as well. A lot of these guys were making this, the, the, the elite guys were making this money that they were because they were, they were literally hustling. They were, they were, they were working five, six, seven companies doing two three four shows a day sometimes and i feel like so there's a lot of those guys out there that are going to leave wwe they're not going to want to do that you're not going to see braun Strowman doing that that guy's too big he's not his body won't be able to handle it well there's a reason why um you know a lot of these wrestlers in in this in these instances take the appearance fees for like impact or they'll do, uh, they'll sign with like Impact or even AEW, because there's guys in AEW still out there working the independent scene on the weekends and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we can't fault them for that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if the company's not paying you enough, and in your contract it has you to work the weekends elsewhere, work the weekends elsewhere. I mean, look at you know, uh, impacts women's champion. She, she does independent stuff. Matt Cardona's all over the place, right? Yeah. Now. Matt, yeah. Matt Cardona's got that huge thing right now with, uh, Nick Gage. 
Oh, dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> I do. I don't mind it though because you're like for in his instance, you're seeing an entirely different side of this guy. This, you know, Zack Ryder's always been this one that's he's the head like the the Miami Vice cool attitude about him, the Long Island attitude about him. You're seeing an entirely different violent side of him. It's kind of cool. Personally, I don't understand it. I don't understand why Nick Gage was calling him out. I don't understand why Matt Cardona wants to do this. It's If he's got something to prove that he's not a one-dimensional wrestler, this is definitely going to be the way to do it, I guess. I think but, he just wanted to have the match, honestly. But the way I look at it is it is that death style kind of match or whatever. Nick Gage is not... It's like the modern day white version of New Jack, if we're being honest. Yeah. He's a very dangerous individual to be in the ring with. But for, for Cardona, this is a risk being part of Impact. He right. gets injured. He's out for a while. A concussion. He's definitely out for a while. I don't know that he's necessarily going to get injured as much as he's going to get cut up. Um, you know, that... Yeah, that's that's definitely going to happen. You know, it seems like it seems like Nick Gage likes to use pizza cutters and and halogen light bulbs. Yeah. And yeah. and that's realistically just going to get you cut up and, and stitched up. I don't necessarily think you're going to tear a quad or 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 blow your knee out or anything like that by fighting Nick Gage. I just don't see it happen. I because I I don't think they have wrestling matches they just have street brawls so nick Nick gage also still understands the business enough to know that you know that you're going into this match for a certain type of reason it's going to be violent he's not gonna like try and actually like injure injure you in real life yeah yeah but no i like i like the direction he's going in it'll be nice to see you know somewhat of his old wwe character kind of get reeled back in a little bit and not have that same thing he's been doing for, I'm sorry, 10 plus years. I know he's your favorite, but I'm just saying. And, you know, going back to what you said about the Impact title, you know, going full circle and about how you see that it could possibly be Buddy Murphy. I think out of all of the releases, because a lot of these guys like Alistair Black and Braun Strowman, I don't think really need to repackage themselves because I think that, um, you know, if they have a character that's similar to what they were doing, the character work they were doing wasn't bad. It was just the creative behind it that wasn't well. They don't, I don't think, really need to repackage themselves to be successful. But a guy like Buddy Murphy, I think with a, a little bit of repackaging, you could literally see him be one of the next Kenny Omegas in that aspect of the best you know, bout of the night, the best match on any card. I would throw all of my money at AEW to see Kenny Omega versus Buddy Murphy. And that, that goes off of what you and I talked about last week, Alex, is I think the guys and gals who've been released from WWE, we did the, we did the, the name game of where you think they're going to go. I feel that the, the people, guys and girls who need repackaging and need to just scrub the WWE stench, if you will, off of them will go to an NWA or an Impact for a couple reasons. The main reason being you don't – there's not a lot of eyes on – or there's not as many eyes on Impact and NWA 
as there are on AEW. AEW is going to go after the guys who do not need repackaging because once they come through the curtain, a Braun Strowman take, for example, or, or an Aleister Black take, for example, once they come through the curtain, they're off to the races. Right. Buddy Murphy's going to need a little bit of repackaging, a little bit of, of, you know, let's try this, let's try that, let's try the other thing, maybe even go to Japan for a little bit. Do all sorts of different things, come back as a badass, and then look towards the major two. Right. Basically, essentially what Drew McIntyre did. I think think in this modern day age, when you talk about repackaging, I firmly believe for any wrestler on the independent scene that Drew McIntyre is the standard bearer. Look at Heath Slater until he got injured. Oh my God. Heath Slater went to Impact and was doing phenomenal. In just in the couple months that he was gone from WWE before he made his Impact debut, the man got jacked. Like Heath Slater is huge these days. Owen has traded. This is fine. It's all right. He's the mascot. Uh, I, I, I have to agree with everything that was just said. And, you know, also, like I said, I don't see there being wrestlers who end up getting picked up at all. And one, I'm actually looking at his action figure right now. Um, Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Rob actually talked about that. And he, he's a guy that I think absolutely, if he's going anywhere, needs to go to impact first, because, you know, while impact might not have a lot of eyes on the product, they have consistently been the company that has been able that has been able to help repackage these guys and get them going from the ground up. So yeah. if if he goes anywhere, he, it's definitely going to be about a, a trip to to impact. Well, another good place for Tucker too would be the NWA and and working with Murdoch. Right. Um, you know, he's got a similar kind of look and feel to him. That if we're going to repackage Tucker, we can repackage him slightly and work with him with with maybe like a you know. Uh, like a Murdoch and guys like that. But he definitely is a, a talent that needs to be repackaged. He needs to scrub the WWE stench off of him. Um, you know, take another talent like Lana. She's not going to need to do that. She's going to go to AEW. She's going to be with Rusev. They're going to recreate what they had only on a more free level. And I think it's, I think it's going to benefit both of them. I couldn't stand Lana in WWE. I couldn't stand her. And I think now she, hopefully, hopefully um, she scrubs that WWE stench off of her and gets that new repackaging in AEW. Yes. The way she needs it. I want to see if she goes to AEW, I want to see them give her kind of like that, that, that small time frame where Rusa back in, I think it was 2015, Rusev and Dolph Ziggler had that storyline going on where Lana had like kind of left him for Dolph and like the acting that she did during that storyline was better than anything she did for the Bobby Lashley storyline. It was better than anything that she had done recently because like you could tell that she was actually just being herself and that they were allowing her to. If you let her be like that, but like with, with Miro on AEW, let her be more of herself and less of this, you know, playing, you know, you're playing the actor or you're playing this character and let her be more of herself. The, the two of them, the sky's the limit. Rusev will be a, uh, not Rusev, Nero, my bad. Uh, I don't want to get a letter from Jim Ross either. Well, I wouldn't. He's an AEW. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, um, 
you put the two of them back together, and I think Rusev once again becomes the hottest thing in pro wrestling. I think yeah. you see Miro win the AEW World Championship at some point, and I think you see him become one of the most dominant heels in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that for me that AEW has been doing is when they bring somebody in, it's usually slow to start. Mm-hmm. like Christian Cage right now. You know, like, you bring in somebody, yeah, a, a, a good example is that. So you bring in someone like that, knowing that they have a hot streak, having just been off a of WWE, I'd continue the hot streak. I would continue with that hot streak, like, you can't believe. Oh, and you were a little mouthy today. He's just trying to ruin the show. Hey, hey, can I give you a, a spoiler alert? Sure. I know spoiler-free is the way to be. However, breaking news. I actually just got a text from a friend of mine who is is watching the A&E Hidden Treasures right now and just said, you just screwed over Big Show and Mark Henry on A&E's Hidden Treasures. So apparently they didn't edit me out. Hey! Hey, Dalla Dalla AJ Francis, if you're watching shove it back to the show you couldn't rap you ain't no ron killings you stupid bad turd all right i'm over it i'm over it now that i now that i know that i'm on the show he took the time to tweet me and said we edited you out guess what you did you know why because kate whitehall the producer of a and e loves me continue so there was, there was two other things that I, I wanted to talk about. One was Carl uh, Anderson's remarks to recently released WWE superstars. Yes, glad always you touched thank, on that. Always thanking WWE. So guys, what are your thoughts on this? Because uh, normally when I've been fired, been one time, I generally didn't uh, thank my boss. Well, coming from from my vast background that I've that I've had, um, I've been fired by WWE three times. Um, I've been fired by the New York Giants, um, but in the in the situation with the New York Giants, my boss, the vice president Pat Hanlon, let me go so that I could go to WWE because I was scared to take that plunge, and he kind of gave me the foot in the ass to go do it. So I do thank, I always do. And, and, you know, every time I see him, I thank him for doing what he did for me because I wouldn't have, have had the opportunities that I had, had he not done that. Um, I've thanked Vince for the opportunities. Um, when we parted ways, there were, I don't know that it was necessarily anything that I did wrong or necessarily anything they did wrong. Um, so I didn't really... I didn't really part with the way the talent parts. Um, I seem to think the talent parts ways on such harsh terms. Um, you know, poor Alistair Black. He was in the main event one week and Monday morning he got his release. So um, I, 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 if I was in their shoes, I don't know that I would necessarily be thanking WWE. And here's the other thing too. Um, to go off of what Carl Anderson said, if you go to another, a different company, whether it's AEW, whether you repackage yourself like Buddy Murphy um, and make something of yourself in New Japan or Impact or NWA, um, 
you don't need to thank them. They're going to be knocking on your door coming back for you like they did with Drew McIntyre. So I agree with Carl Anderson. Take your thank yous, shove them up your ass. Um, you know, budget cuts are budget cuts. It is business. Um, I, in, in the real world, when I got cut from Payne Weber, uh, when they got merged with UBS, and now they're UBS Payne Weber, they came to me, they handed me a $30,000 check. Uh, they gave me a cardboard box, not a garbage bag like Mickey James. And they asked me to clean out my desk. And I actually looked at the check and said, I guess this is what, what it means when you say thank you, Payne Weber. And I said, all of you in this office can kiss my ass. And I cleaned my desk out and left. So, you know, I didn't say thank you for the opportunity. I said, thank you for the check. And I cashed it before they could stop payment on it. But, um, you know, as far as, as far as the talent, if you make something of yourself, there's no reason why you got to do the, do, do the honors, if you will. Um, I think a lot of this thank you for the opportunity and thank you here and thank you there goes back to the mentality of when these guys and gals have matches in the ring, when the match is over, you go into the back in the locker room and you thank your opponent for a hell of a match, um, whether it worked out good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and, and you guys chat about what you could have done better, what they could have done better, and, and, and you, know, you can try and learn from it. Um, and I think that's where this mentality is coming from. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the years. Screw that. Um, you know, in, in 90 days, you're not going to be getting that handsome check anymore. So, you know, I, 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 I agree with Carl. I was on the other side of it. You know, I thanked, I thanked the main players that I've, I've ever worked with because of the things that they've done for me. And I still, to this day, I thank Vince McMahon. Um, yeah, I'm not working for him, but, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a pretty nice lifestyle now, um, that, that I wouldn't have had without those nice paychecks. So, you know, I, I, I thank him for that. And I, and I thank Pat Hanlon of the New York giants. Um, I've got a super bowl trophy and a super bowl ring. So of course I'm going to say thank you to him for it. Uh, understandable. Um, you know, speaking of Mickey James and not because of the garbage bag incident, <laughs> She has announced uh, with NWA that they will be doing a all women's uh, pay-per-view. Now we've already uh, seen this in WWE a few years back, but uh, Alex, I'll start with you. What do you think of this? Um, it's not surprising to me to see that Mickey James is at the forefront of this. Um, she wasn't treated the greatest in this last run, which I, I agree with her in that sense that she said she wasn't treated well because she still has a lot left in the tank. When she first made her comeback to WWE, the match that she had to take over against Asuka was one of the best women's matches that I've seen in probably the past decade. Um, she, she can still go to this day. And the fact that they let her go was, was a real upsetting one for me, but it doesn't seem, it doesn't surprise me to see her at the forefront of this. Cause she is like, in my opinion, the modern day version of what Gail Kim was for women's wrestling back in like the early thousands, Gail was like the one that pushed for for TNA to have a women's division for the knockouts that be putting on these, you know, three, four, five star matches uh, way before the women's evolution in WWE even took place. And it's nice to see now that she's trying to do it again, but like in smaller promotions that, you know, unlike, you know, impact and, AEW have somewhat of a set women's division now. 
NWA has kind of been there. They've been on the, the cusp of it, but it's nice to see her doing this with NWA now, because now you'll see a growth in the women's division there. And I think it's just going to grow throughout many different promotions. And I, I don't see where it's a bad thing for women's wrestling and pro wrestling today. I agree. Rob, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've even, you've even uh, tweeted at Mickey James. Yep. You've talked to Mickey James about this. Yep. Mickey James actually called Sonny Ono today with Nick Aldis to discuss bringing uh, the Japanese talent to America for this pay-per-view and others. There will be more um, women pay-per-views with the NWA. Um, right now, due to Japan still having the restrictions that they have, and they have just the most, Sonny was telling me, uh, just the, the most ridiculous and stringent restrictions when you come to, when you leave Japan and you go back, you know, as a talent or, or even as a business person, um, you got to quarantine yourself at your own expense for 14 days in one of their government hotels. Um, and so bringing the talent, the Japanese talent to the States for this upcoming pay-per-view with Mickey may not be feasible, um, unless something drastically changes in the next 30 days. Um, but for the future pay-per-views, absolutely. Um, she's, she's been on top of her game. She reached out to Sonny. Um, and I know that, uh, there's also money to be had. Uh, with KG Mutu slash the Great Muda and Nick Aldis. Nick challenged Great Muda a while back for the NWA title, so we could see that down the road as well. So a lot of different things the NWA can do. Awesome. I am always for these kind of pay-per-views, these specialty pay-per-views. They're always uh, a real treat. So It's something different than the norm. Yeah, it's something different than the norm. And with wrestling being on literally seven days a week, you need a little change up here and there. And this is the change up. Rob, speaking of Sonny Ono, you guys are on tonight. WWE's most wanted treasures. Rob, I got to ask one last thing. Do you and Sonny Ono have anything coming up? We actually do. Fight TV, July 3rd. Pro Wrestling Gleet. It's a new promotion started by uh, Kaz Hayashi, who used to wrestle in WCW and WWE. Uh, it, it is a brand new promotion that we are going to be doing the English commentary for starting July 3rd, right on Fight TV. Order it and think of me and enjoy yours truly. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pass it over to Alex Todd. Al, I think you know what to say. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we have many ways for you to do so on Facebook, on YouTube, on whatever else we got. <laughs> TikTok, Twitter, um, Twitter, perched top rope, TikTok, perched on the top rope. Now, Instagram, perched top rope, Facebook, YouTube, perched on the top rope. And Lee, remember, spoiler free. The, the way, way to be. be. We're out of here. <laughs>